Well, hey, last week we taught you the principle of the path, and it's something that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks together, because our lives are important, and the direction of our lives are important, and this one principle can't be denied. And so it should be right at the top of your notes, but we're going to review it here. Here's the principle of the path, that the, your direction always determines your destination. Your direction in life always determines your destination. Can we say that together? Your direction always determines your destination. And it's true, right? The paths that we're on will ultimately always lead us to a final destination. And so we must pay close attention to the paths that we are on. And so today I want to answer this question. How do I know what path I should be on and when it's time to change course? How do I get off a path? How do I know where I should be? Uh, because wouldn't it be a huge bummer at the end of your life to realize that you are on the wrong path the entire time? That would be really, really difficult. Could you imagine spending your life dreaming and wishing for a destination that you could never end up at because your whole life you were on this wrong path? And I can't uh, emphasize enough how important this is. And here's why. It's the first fill in your notes. Because time equals life. Time equals life. And we all know this is true, that if you get lost driving, you will lose a few minutes. If you get on the wrong path, you will lose years. And we cannot afford to lose years. So time it's valuable. It equals life to us. And so how do we know what path to take? How do I know if I should marry this person or marry that person? I mean, that's a path. If I should decide, do I move in with somebody uh, before I'm married? I mean, that's a path. I mean, relationship with alcohol or a, a second marriage or finances or parenting, those are all paths. Sometimes we look at these as events in our lives, and they're really not events. They're really pathways that we take. And as we discussed last week, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. It doesn't matter what your hopes and dreams are. Our direction in life will always determine our final destination. And so there is one way that will certainly help us navigate to the correct path. And it's a simple prayer that I want to teach you at the end of today that I think can begin to radically change your choice of path. So before we get there, I want to teach you one scripture verse today, and that's where we're going to sit all day as we kind of unpack it. And it's actually maybe kind of simple. You could probably come up here and say a few words about this verse after reading it. It doesn't take a theologian to figure some of this out, but it is important that we learn it and we get it in our hearts. And so it's found in Proverbs 27, 12, and then I'm going to read it, and then we're going to read it together. So it says this, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Can we say it together? The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. All right, come on, twice as loud this time. Here we go. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Great, just the guys now. Here we go. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. All the ladies, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Do we got it? We got it, right? The prudent see danger, and they take refuge. But the simple, they keep going, and they suffer for it. As I was thinking about this verse, it reminded me this summer, uh, our family, we went to South Dakota, 
and we got to go to the Badlands, and I will tell you, it was the worst drive of my entire life getting there. I, I don't know if you've ever driven to North or South Dakota, but it is God forsaken. I mean, there is nothing out there. It is the most boring drive, and you know, and the kids are fighting and all that stuff. I mean, you know, just thought, God, why? Why am I here right now on this lonely path? And all of a sudden, you get there, and I said to my wife, I said, I think this thing's a crock. Everyone says that there's beauty out here. I think it's a crock. And all of a sudden, you literally turn a corner, and it's like, I mean, the most beautiful sights you have ever seen are right in front of you. And one of the days we spent uh, at Custer State Park. How many of you have ever gone to Custer State Park? You've been there. Okay, so you know how beautiful it is. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing this hiking thing, and that's like my worst nightmare. I don't, I don't want to be really in the outdoorsy, you know. Like if I'm outside, you know, doing something fun. But hiking is, I don't even, that's not fun. And so, but it's my wife's dream. And so we're hiking because I love my wife and that's what you do. And so we're hiking and the kids are getting into it. And you know, my boys, I've got 12 and almost 13 year old boys and they are adventurous and they want to get out there. And so they're like climbing and and it's surprising to me that for a national state park, they put so little effort into um, saving your life. Let me just say it that way. And all there are, are these tiny little fences, right? And as if you're supposed to know, don't go beyond this fence, right? It could kill you. And I want to show you a picture from one of these cliffs we were at. Uh, this is the cliff and the edge where we are. And, I mean, it doesn't seem too far down, but if you see that white little dot, like that's like a tiny little building down there. I mean, we are way high up, and I'm just thinking to myself, we could die at any moment. Literally, we could die at any moment. But my boys being rambunctious, they're out running around. I got a picture of them. You know, they're out... <laughs> Yeah, they're out exploring. They're loving every moment of it. I mean, the closer to the edge they can get, the better it is. I mean, they're loving this. And if you notice on the front left side of the picture, that's where the fence is. And you see where my boys are. You know, you see where the fence is and where my boys are. Uh, this is not good. And my wife's like, honey, they can't be over there. Boys, get back here. And I'm like, honey, they're just boys. They're just exploring. But then I got close to the edge and I realized how imminent death was. And I was like, boys, get over here. You cannot be over there. Get over here. Get over here on this side of the fence. We had to have a talk, several talks. This is a fence. You can't go on the other side of the fence. And we got up to the edge and we took our family picture, you know, where everyone does. And as we were stepping away, another couple was stepping up. And there was a guy about 60 years old who tripped. And he tripped and grabbed onto his wife. And I kid you not, had his wife not been there, he may have just gone right over the edge. And it was terrifying. And in fact, the week we got back, the week after we got back, someone died in Custer State Park from falling over an edge, over the cliff. And I just thought, oh my goodness, that could have been us, the fence, the whole nine yards. And when I read this verse, I thought of that story, right? That the prudent see danger and they take refuge. But the simple, they keep going and they suffer for it. And this scripture verse is telling us that there are two people with two different responses and two different outcomes. Two people, two responses, two outcomes. And first of all, you have the prudent person. And here's a fill-in for you. The wise or prudent person understands that life is connected, that there is cause and effect. That's why when the prudent person sees danger, they take refuge because they truly believe that all of life is connected. Much like a picture, like when you were a little kid, did you ever do a connect the dot? Do you remember this? Do you remember these? Uh, it looked just like this. Do you remember that picture? 
right? And you loved it, didn't you? And you'd start and you'd have to find the one and then you went to the two and if you were young enough, you accidentally skipped a number and then your line didn't look like a lion no more and so you had to go back and erase it and find the three and find the four and then pretty soon you'd be done with it and it kind of looked like the picture that it was supposed to, right? I mean, the prudent person understands that like this picture, all of life is connected. And based on that connection will form the destiny or final destination that you have created. The prudent understands that yesterday is connected to today and today is connected to tomorrow and tomorrow is connected to next year. And so in light of that, for the prudent person, the one who wants to be on the correct path, here's one of the best questions that you could ever ask yourself on your current path. And it's this question. In light of my past mistakes and my future hopes and dreams. Is this a wise decision? Whatever path you're on, whatever thing you're facing, whatever decision you need to make, this is one of the best questions. I mean, I would put a star next to this. I would circle this bad boy. I mean, this is, it's a life-altering question. In light of my past mistakes and my future hopes and dreams, is this a wise decision? I didn't ask if it was a right or wrong decision. We just simply ask, is it wise that I should make this kind of decision? You know what happened last time happened and last time she called or he called or last time I went that direction, this happened and that happened. And but are you prudent or wise when it comes to seeing how all of that is connected? But a prudent person recognize this. And when they see danger, they say, wow, danger ahead, and that's going to connect to the rest of my life, and I need to take refuge. The other person is the simple person, or another word for that would be naive. Now, I don't think we'd ever call ourselves naive, would we, right? I don't think we'd ever admit that. But it's funny how we can see naivety in other people, can't we? Like when your friend comes to you and they tell you about the mess in their life and, and they begin to tell the story and how it unfolded, and you're thinking to yourself the whole time while they're telling you, well, didn't you see this coming? Didn't you see the end before you got there? Didn't you see the mess in the making? I mean, I can see it. I'm just listening to your story, and I can see it happening. I knew the ending would be bad. And that person says, well, maybe, yeah, but. Or maybe you've ever been in that spot where you've been teetering on disaster. Has anyone, a trusted family member, a friend come to you and said, ah, this concerns me, or he, she, he concerns me, or she concerns me, or that decision is concerning. And it's funny that when we're on that side of it, we tend to justify it and say, well, yeah, but you don't know the situation. Well, yeah, but, but you don't know him or her. Yeah, but you don't understand what I'm thinking. And we just tend to justify our way through it. You see, the simple person believes that today is only about today and that tomorrow isn't connected. How naive even though the last three times we made that choice, it ended up bad, we think to ourselves, maybe this time will be different. And you know the definition of insanity, right? We've all heard that, right? If you want, you know, something different, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? That's insanity. Um, that's why Proverbs is saying, hey, there's a prudent person. There's a, there's a simple person. It's two people, two responses, two outcomes. The prudent, look at this again, the prudent see danger, and they take refuge. The simple keep going and suffer for it. So what does the prudent person do? They see danger and take what? 
But the simple person keeps going and what? Suffers for it. You can either take refuge or you can suffer. The prudent person sees the red flag pop up on the journey and they think, "Uh uh-oh, I can't be here anymore. I can't continue down this path. This is a red flag that I should not ignore. And they do something about it. What would be the wise decision? In light of my past mistakes and my future hopes and dreams, what would be the wise decision? Do I need to change paths? Do I need to change courses? And they do it. The other person, the simpler, naive, they just keep going. And although they see the red flag, they tell themselves that somehow it won't end up bad. And while I think it's a problem and I should, maybe I should do something about it, they just simply don't. The simple, your next feeling, the simple think, if I run toward the wall when I get there, I won't run into it. It will work out somehow. And even from the outside looking in, we'd all think about that and go, well, that's stupid. Of course, if you're running headlong into the wall, the wall's going to stop you with a thud. But the simpler, naive person says, no, somehow it will work out. I mean, we could look at this and, you know, this verse and think, wow, it's kind of offensive that the Bible would call some of us naive. And you might even say, Ryan, I've got all kinds of education I've got life experience. I've got the school of hard knocks. I've got street cred or I'm a teenager and I've already got it all figured out. You know, whatever it is, wherever you're at. Here's the truth though. No matter how smart you think you are, this is what the Bible says. Your next film, the Bible says that if you see danger ahead and don't get off the path, you are naive. If you see danger ahead on your path and you don't change course, you are naive. Naive, you are simple-minded. And that's pretty offensive and true all at the same time because you're assuming that you're above the principle of the path, that your direction won't determine your final destination. And it's simply not true. Do you remember last week when we said before Google Maps, what did we have to do to get somewhere? Do you remember that? Is this right side up? It is. Okay, good, right? We'd have to take out the map. And I said last week, if you want to go to Texas and you plan for it and you get out the map, you know, and you decide to go 35W North, you are never getting to Texas. Doesn't matter how much you planned for it. Doesn't matter how much you packed for it. Doesn't matter how much you prayed for it. If you got on 35W North, you are never getting to Texas. Now, maybe the simple person goes, well, I don't know. I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going, right? The prudent person understands that the simple says, well, maybe I'll just Go around the whole earth and somehow end up there. I don't know, right? You will never end up where you want to be. Why? Because of the principle of the path that your direction always determines your destination. The prudent person understands this principle. They understand when they see danger ahead to change course. But here's the deal for a lot of us. For a lot of us that are churchgoers or you would call yourself a religious person, this is, tends to what happened. We come to a church like this and we listen to someone like me in a position like this, and you go, wow, that's really good. What he said is true. What she said is true. You know, I should probably do something about that. You know, we sing our songs, and we give some money, and maybe we even shed a tear, and we have an emotional moment, and then we leave, and we change nothing. We change nothing. And can I tell you, if you're in that spot, That is not what it means to follow Jesus. That is called dead religion and an incredible waste of time. 
I mean, if that's your MO, like you can spend Sunday mornings way better than sitting in here. But it's the truth. It's like paying for a car wash that you never use. I mean, could you imagine this? I like having a clean car and it's all by those books, you know, at holiday, you know, you buy the three, you get the two free or whatever it is. And I love it, and, it, and it's an all-cloth. i got to have the cloth. I can't do touchless. That doesn't do anything, right? I, I need the cloth. Anybody like the cloth car washes? Anybody? Any, okay, there's a few of you normal people. All right, and so, you know, you, you like the cloth car wash. I mean, could you imagine buying the car wash and pulling right in, not activating the code, and sitting in the car wash and thinking to yourself, man, this is a great car wash. I mean, the strips of cloth look so great. I mean, imagine if those things were moving. I mean, I bet those things do a good job. I mean, the soap smells nice. You know, I can see the residue everywhere. I'm sure things get clean. And wow, those dryers look powerful. You know, those look very powerful. And you just drive through and you never get your car washed. How foolish and naive would you have to be to do that? Not one of us would do it. But so many times when we see danger on the path and God is instructing us to do something about it, we don't execute the plan. We don't put it in motion. We don't activate it to say, God, would you do something in my life to help me change course? The prudent do something about it. They ask God to activate it in their life. The simple acknowledge it, but they just keep going. Two people, two responses, two outcomes. The prudent person stops before they hit the wall. They might look foolish doing it, but at least you've avoided spending a lifetime on the wrong path. They avoid pain and suffering and all kinds of problems. But the outcome for the naive or the simple person is, as Proverbs tells us, is that they suffer for it. See your next feeling. If you are on the wrong path and don't get off of it, you will eventually be left with no good options. If you're on the wrong path and you don't get off of it, you will eventually be left with no good options. It will simply hurt like crazy. It will bring you harm, and you will suffer. And maybe you've been in that spot before, and you've thought to yourself, if I could only go back five years and have changed paths, if I could have only gone back 10 or 15 years and changed paths, my life would be so much different, or the problems would be so much less. Maybe you've thought that, and the simple person just keeps going. Right? I mean, come on, let's be honest. If you're 60, now is not the time to ask, should we start putting away for retirement? And that's probably not the ideal time. But maybe long ago, people said to you that you should start saving. You should spend less. You should invest more. You should live within your means. And you agreed with them, but did nothing. You know, or maybe you found yourself pregnant that would not be the time to ask, do I really love this guy? Right? You've already gone too far down the path. And maybe you said, I wish I would have stopped and thought about it while I had better options. Or guys, you found yourself addicted to this or that and you wish you could go back and get off the path and you feel like it's too late. You feel like there's no good options left. I don't want to tell someone. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to walk through getting help. But if I don't do something I can see the writing on the wall. I don't have many good options left. And if you've ever found yourself in one of those spots, God certainly doesn't love you any less. It just means that life hurts a little more. 
It's true. Why? Why does it hurt more? Because we violated the principle of the path. The principle of the prudent and the simple. The prudent see danger and they take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffer for it. And if I could encourage you in two areas to really pay attention and apply this to your next villain, you to apply it to your relationships and your finances. Relationships and finances. I'm telling you what, these are probably the two biggest areas in your life that can cause some of the biggest pain. And typically, if somebody calls me in crisis, it's usually about sex or money, one of those two things. And so as we pay attention to our relationships, as we pay attention to our finances, what does that look like? Because the prudent person has to evaluate their relationship, not just based on where they've been and where they are, but where they're going. Where is this relationship heading? Because relationships move. It's either getting better or it's getting worse. Right? If you find yourself spending more and more time with someone other than your spouse, red flag, pay attention to it. If you find yourselves fighting nonstop or you say horrible things to each other, red flag, pay attention to it because the relationship is moving and you should do something about it before you don't have any good options left. Because it's going somewhere. Because it's a path. It's not an event. It's a pathway. And our direction will always determine our destination. And it's the same with finances. To understand that spending on one path will always keep you from spending on another. The Bible says that the borrower is slave to the lender. And 10 years ago, you would have never said, I can't wait to spend more than I earn. I can't wait to lease cars I can't afford. I can't wait to live in a house I shouldn't be living in because I can't afford it. I can't wait to add so much financial stress to my life that it impacts everything else in my life. 10 or 15 years ago, you would have never said that, but maybe you find yourself there. Slave to credit cards, slave to loans. And the truth is, the sad truth is maybe there's some of you that are so generous in your hearts, but you can't be with your money because you're a slave to it. And it's a pathway. And your direction will always determine your destination. Maybe you've had a dream to be financially secure and set in retirement and have margin and honor God with the first 10%. And maybe people have told you these things or you've heard messages on it and you've thought to yourself, yeah, we should probably do something about that. But then you don't. And you wonder why you're in this downward spiral continually. The prudent see danger and they take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffer for it. So let me ask you an honest question. What path are you on? Not just in relationships or in finances. What path are you on in your health or in purity or in parenting or work? What path are you on? Because if you're on that path and you see red flags, you have to do something about it. You have to break up with him or her. You have to make a phone call you don't want to make. You have to live on less than what you make. You have to start working out. You have to get a new job. You have to get help for that addiction. You have to start a difficult conversation. You have to get counseling. I don't know what it is. Only you know. 
But how foolish it would be for us to see the red flags and not do anything. But here's the problem, and here's honestly why we don't make movement, and it's your next fill-in. We don't often move ourselves to action because of the sacrifice it might take. We think, oh, that almost seems harder than staying on the path I'm in and just paying the price for whatever it's going to be. And we're just so bad at this in our culture. Our, car, our, our culture just says, just keep going. Your choices don't matter. It's not connected. You just do what pleases you and everything's going to turn out and it's simply a lie. That's not how life works. And the prudent person understands it. And we don't like sacrifice because maybe we're embarrassed of what others might think of us if we were to downsize our living or if we were to get help for an addiction or if we were to raise our hand and say, hey, our marriage isn't going well, it just feels embarrassing. But here's what I can say is that we have done our very best for this place to be a safe place for you to struggle and for you to fail and for us to walk alongside of you. A place full of grace, full of love to say no matter where you're at on the journey, we want to help you. Here's what I know. That if you will move paths and sacrifice and do what you need to do to change paths while you still can, one day from now, you will sense relief that you got on a different path. You will look back and be so happy that you obeyed God and made the prudent decision that you needed to make. One day you will look back on your life and maybe even look back on this day as being the day that you got off the path that was leading to danger and leading to destruction. And you will say years from now, what if I hadn't acted? What if I hadn't done it? What if I hadn't changed paths? Imagine where my life could be. But for the grace of God, there go I. But for the grace of God in my life, what if I hadn't? Or will you see the danger and just keep going? See your last fill in here that obedience to God now will always provide freedom for the future. It just always does. Obedience to God now always provides freedom for the future. And I gotta say, one of the worst parts about being a pastor is that oftentimes you get a front row seat to some of life's biggest hurts. And my heart breaks when I see marriages broken up, when I see relationships torn apart, when I see finances in such a horrible place or relationship with kids not where parents want it to be, whatever it might be. And even last night as I was praying for this morning and praying about just going over my notes and just praying, and I thought of so many stories that would break your heart. And if I could implore you to say there's too much at stake for your future, there's too much at stake for your relationships, there's too much at stake with your kids, there's too much at stake in your finances, there's too much at stake in your health, there's too much at stake for us to see danger and not take refuge. Because your direction in life will always determine your destination. And that will override your intentions. It will override your hopes. It will override your dreams. It overrides all of it. Our direction 
in life always determines our destination. And so as we get ready to close, I want to teach you this prayer that I think has the potential to be very life-changing for the path that you're on. And it's simply this. And on the way out today, you're going to get a little card with this prayer on it. And I just wanted you to put it somewhere this week where you can say it every single day. And it's this prayer right here. God, help me to see trouble long before it's here. And give me the wisdom to know it's right and the courage to do what's right. God, help me to see danger. Help me to see trouble long before it's here. Give me the wisdom to know it's right and the courage to do it's right. I get the chance to pray over my kids almost every single night before bed. And my prayer always ends with this. God, give them the wisdom to know it's right and the courage to do it's right no matter what. God, give them the wisdom to know it's right and the courage to do it's right no matter what. Why? Because there's so much at stake. Two people, two responses, two outcomes. Will you be the prudent person that sees danger and takes refuge? Or will you be the simple person that sees it, ignores it, and suffers for it? Would you mind closing your eyes all over this room as we get ready to pray together? And I just want us to take 30 seconds just between you and God to simply ask this question. God, is there any danger ahead that I need to be aware of? God, is there any red flags I need to pay attention to? Are there any pathways that I need to get off of right now? And here's the thing about our Heavenly Father. He loves us so much that He is willing to show us every time we ask. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He works in us because He loves us and doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want us to face destruction. And so I know in this moment he'll be faithful to speak to us and then our choice is to respond back to him and walk in obedience. So right now, between you and God, let's do that. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love us so much that you're willing to show us when we need to change paths. Thank you that you love us in spite of it. Our failures, our mistakes, you love us just as we are. And if we're being totally honest, God, we need your help to make the sacrifices we need to make to change course. So would you help us? God, even as we leave today, may we not walk away from this moment and not do the things that we need to do. But may we walk away as the prudent person who will change. So show us what calls we need to make and what choices we need to make, what we need to do about work and what we need to do in our marriage and what we need to do with our kids. We just need your wisdom. The wisdom to know what's right, the courage to do what's right. Tomorrow morning as we get up, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to be our guide. And that you would help us see trouble long before it's here. Give us the wisdom to know it's right, the courage to do it's right. 
so that we can end up where we want to be. In Jesus' name we pray.